The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, October 27th, 2022, season 18, episode number 60. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today we are talking Chicago defense versus the Dallas offense. Before we do that, though, we got a couple topics we need to hit. We're going to start, as we normally do, on some injury updates. we got a pretty interesting list of guys who have missed practice. Let's get some updates. Let's start with Ezekiel Elliott. Where are we? What are we hearing about him and what he's going to be doing today? Brian? Uh, nothing today, and he's dealing with a hyperextended knee sprain. Thank you. Is what he's dealing with. Hyperextended knee sprain. Yeah, that's what he's dealing with right now. So and a lot of other reports, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's the that's that's a good one. I, 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 that hyperextended knee sprain. Hyperextended knee sprain, and I was told that everybody else is full of s. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to stick with the hyperextended knee sprain. So it, it would be good if you stick with the hyperextended knee sprain. Yeah. When you see the injury that, you know, and I'm sure it all stems from the one where he was on the sideline, he cuts back, and he – like, th- that's what you would think it would be. Yeah. Honestly, you would think yeah. it'd be a hyperextended I thought it was a thigh bruise initially. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was knee. I thought it was thigh bruise when it first – when I saw it, and then the more I – you know, we we figure out how to ask people around here. Yeah, and it was still pretty jumpy. Yeah. I mean, he was still jumping around on yeah. people after yeah. that. So yeah, so Zeke, Zeke. But the thing about when he said yesterday, we talked mm-hmm. about this. When he said, "I don't know if I'll be playing. We'll see." It's only Wednesday, but it just didn't look like he would be playing. And and I get the sense you get the sense probably yeah. the same that. Um, and and the public relations department gets the sense because they brought Tony Pollard out to do an interview, which they had never do right right after Zeke. I just get the sense that Zeke won't be playing this week, and I think that bye week has something to do with it right yeah. afterwards. I think, also, yeah. the I don't know is something that you wouldn't listen and yeah. like hear. He like doesn't no normally one, do that. No one yeah. is gonna go out there and be like, I don't I don't know if I will or not. They're usually like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there, or that's yeah. the plan. Yeah. The plan is for me to play. So that everything's kind of hinting for him to possibly not play. And obviously having the bye week coming up, um, probably huge to give him kind of two weeks. Yeah, I I, I agree. I I think that, you know, this – you know, they did make him available, though. I mean, that's that's not like they just said, oh, well, you're, you're not playing, you're out. I mean, I don't think anyone knows. Yeah. Um, but just just people you talk to and whoever's telling you hyperextended, probably mm. saying he's not playing. Yeah. I just I have a feeling he won't. The, 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 I, got, I asked this question yesterday, late in the day. I said, you know, what's your status of 21? And, you know, a couple of different people were saying to me, they're like, listen, he didn't practice today. Let's see what happens on Thursday. So he's not practicing again on Thursday. Yeah. So I would say that's a pretty good indication. You know, but that's with him, with Zeke, you know, you talk about Zeke coming out there and talking to the media yesterday. He's probably, that's what he's used to going to do. True. You that's know, and it's is. like, okay, this is my responsibility. I walk out, I talk, and they're probably, well, bro, you don't have to. We've got, Tony can go out and talk. Well, no, it's my responsibility. I'll go do it. So, you know, he's he's doing everything like he's 
getting ready to play a football game. He's just not going to be practicing. And I think with all the, you know, we'll, we'll know today, later today. I, I think by the end of the day, it'll be like, this guy can't, you know, let's, let's be smart about it. But we'll go back to last year. You know, I kept getting, I kept asking that question about, is he okay? Is he okay? Is he, okay? you know, and it, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. And at the end of the year, well, he was playing with this. And then you go, okay. So, you know, that's, he, he's a different cat. I think they have a hard time telling him, you can't play, you know, and he, and he doesn't want to hear it from you. He doesn't want to hear it that, you know, and then you, now you have to ask yourself the question is, is he hurting the team by doing it? You know, and I mean, and I mean this respectfully. I don't mean, I mean, you know, is if he's just playing at, you know, 60% or less, does that help in your, your, your team? You know, and he plays hard. He really, really does. I, I, I just want to see him get healed up because he's off to a great start right now. Yeah. He I'll, really is. Everything you just said, Brian, is the reason why I'm, I'm pessimistic about him playing, yeah. which is like he usually, like you said, it, it's, not one, it's not a situation where they're typically like, Zeke, we're going to have to sit you down. Like Zeke's like, I'm playing. I'm yeah. hurt. I'm playing. Yeah. And, and the fact that he said yesterday when he first said, eh, I don't really know, uh, we'll see, that to me was like, whoa, okay, then this is – this is maybe a little more of a, of a situation where maybe he can't go than yeah. in typical situations where yeah. it's like I'm hurt but I'm playing. You yeah. know where you know that's what I think I would expect to hear from him in most situations. You know I was getting pretty annoyed yesterday because we so we put out a story and it was about Tony Pollard when he talked to the media and all that and him basically saying you know he's he's ready to go whatever he needs to do he, he's ready. Um, but then I was looking at the just kind of reading comments from the fans and things like that and, and people just being like, good, this is what we've been asking for. Mm. Like, s- take out Zeke, sit him out or whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm dying to see. I'm not saying the running game is going to go down the drain if Zeke is out, but I'm dying to see what exactly this looks like to see if, like, is this going to please you? Are you going to be okay with, like, Tony Pollard taking all the reps, I mean, it would, he wouldn't take all of them. We would see who would be behind him and all that. But it's just very, very annoying to think that you're better off without having Zeke playing as well. Well, I actually went back and looked at the last time Zeke missed a game, and they had to run with Tony Pollard. It was 2020. They were playing the San Francisco 49ers. I think it was week 14. Uh, Pollard went 12 carries for 69 yards, two touchdowns. He had a 5.75 average. Here was the interesting part. He had six catches for 63 yards. Yeah. The way I look at this is if they have to play a game without Zeke, number one, obviously Malik Davis would probably be the guy that's going to yes. get a lot mm-hmm. of those carries. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, you, your running game kind of extends, and it's not the same kind of running game anymore. Now you may actually, as opposed to some of those runs that you would run with Zeke, maybe now you're throwing a little flare out to, to Pollard. Hey Brian, you talked about this a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what team we were talking about, but how they use their 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 short passing game to their running backs as kind of an extension of their running game, and even the Cooper Cup. I the think Rams, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, the Rams, they yeah. use that as kind of an extension of their running game. It's not a running play, but it's the same kind of short, quick passes uh, that can kind of get the ball out and let the guy make a play from there. I think that's more probably what you're going to see. Uh, instead of thinking that Pollard's going to be a 25-carry, 20-carry guy. I don't think that's necessarily going to be in the cards for what the Cowboys think is the best way to win. Yeah, I think that you know what's 
the thing you have to think about next, and by the way, when you look at comments, it does nothing but ruin your <laughs> mental health. Uh, you know, you don't know if people are trolling you or not. But anyway, Nick made a point yesterday about the running game when it comes to the short yardage running game. You know, when it comes to Zeke is one of these guys that's really good at finishing those runs and the third and one runs. I know last week it was a little bit of, you know, they were trying to do some things a little bit differently and they weren't able to convert like they had. This is now in the game plan, if it is Pollard, you have to think of something different. You think like, okay, how are we going to manufacture, if we get in third and one, third and two, how are we going to have to manufacture the, the ability to run the ball? And so that's that's going to be the, the the trick because you can hand the ball to Zeke and it's going to get it to be a first down. You're gonna you're gonna get those things. So without him in the lineup, if he doesn't play, that's the thing that I'm I'm keeping my eye on uh, in this football game. You know, when you look at that that game that you're talking about with the Niners, I mean, he he was he was catching the ball, he was running it. The the thing about these games that you have you have to remember, I mean twelve catches I mean twelve carries for sixty nine yards and five point seven yard average. And I don't want to say throw out the forty one yard touchdown run, because it was a very good run. Yeah, he 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 was like he got people off of him and, and it, you know, it wasn't just like out in the, he used his speed, but he also was tough on it. But when you look at it, you're also thinking throughout the course of the day, ten carries for 22 yards. I mean, so you got to get to that point as well. You like 10 carries for 22 yards is very Zeke like. Now, you keep doing it, you keep doing it hoping that your your playmaker will bust one and, and he's got the ability to do that. So, I never say throw it out, but you also remember, can you with this offense, let's say that this happens in this game, 10 for 22 for the first 3 quarters. Is that going to help you win this game? Like like that's why Zeke gets knocked all the time, but like you know, three, four, five tough yards, moving some some change at times. I think sometimes stats can be a little bit misleading. Yeah, can I ask a question? Then it, it, it's a great man. You made a great point there. Is it more? And maybe the word is mirage. You know, may, I don't know if the if that's the right word. Is it more a mirage of Cowboys running game or Cowboys run defense? What, but, and I mean I'm mirage. Sorry. Like, is it like you're kind of fooled? That their run defense is okay, and then their running game is okay. I mean, between the two, if you had to say which one is more of one you can rely on, Cowboys run defense or Cowboys running game? I, I think I think the run defense is not as bad as people think it is. Uh, I think that they give up some yards. I think that they shore it up pretty good, too, when you get down to the goal line area and short yardage. I think that's pretty good. I count on them a little bit more than the running game, but, I mean, I'm not yeah, – I think the running game is pretty Which good. one do you hang your hat – which one do you think I, you can I would, hang your hat I would on? I asked more on the running game because everything we've seen from this team, and you can go back to preseason, right. has been this team – is a good running yeah. team. They, okay. they know how to run the ball. Hey, you know, okay. I, I, the, here's the thing about that though. They're, McCarthy just said it. We're going to run the ball. Yeah. Like, that's his goal. That's the, and, and then when you go to the defense, what they're trying to do, they're trying to get after the quarterback. So they're going to give up some runs. Right. So yeah, I think it's a style is a little bit, but I'm not as worried about the run defense as much. And I let, think they do a decent job. Let's also be clear. I think part of the issue with the run defense is every team comes into the game saying we got to figure out creative ways to run the ball because the last thing we can do is get in a situation yeah, they, where that team can come and get our quarterback right so you're going to be facing teams that are going and I, I haven't looked at numbers i would i'd be interested to know 
where the Cowboys rank with regards to rush attempts against. Like, are they are they way ahead of the next closest team? Are they at the top of the league? I don't know. I would be interested to know that. But I, I do know a lot of teams probably have come into the game with the thought, we got to run the ball because we can't get in situations where right. our quarterback can well, just and they don't get, And they don't blow anyone out. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. Like, this team, this offense isn't stretching the lead where you're down 17 points and you got to come back. I mean, they're not they're not getting blown out. So uh, teams can continue to run the ball to try to get back in the game. See, that's what I was just thinking because, you know, we, we, we talk about their ability to run the ball. And, you know, it's one of those things, oh, I can run the ball and run the ball. And then you're thinking like, Okay, well, maybe there's sometimes they, you know, maybe they can't. Maybe, you know, you, you kind of, and then we talk about the run defense. Oh, no, the run defense is fine. And then you think, well, Philadelphia just ran the ball 10 straight times to end the game on right. you. Right. You know, and that's the kind of things that, you know, in, in my mind, I I think that they're, I think the run defense is better. I agree. I think the run defense is better than what people are thinking about. I do. I think there's times when they just get blocked, you know, and that happens in every NFL game. You can watch like, well, what happened to that play? Well, your end got blocked, your 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 linebacker was late getting over, and the safety didn't get down fast enough. You can do that in every NFL game. But I don't think the Cowboys do it every single play. I don't yeah. think it's every single run against them is a bad fit. And the fact is, even if you look at the the numbers, the numbers say they give up a lot of yards, as you were yeah. saying, Nick. Fact is they're not giving up a ton of points. Not giving yeah. up a lot of points yeah. at all. So so it really is somewhat hollow. Because, yes, teams can run on them. Teams have been able to run on them. But it isn't resulting in points. So yeah. That's the thing I remember with you – know, I asked Rod Marinelli this one time. And I said, you know, what do you worry about more? Run de- – excuse me, yards or points? He says yards don't matter. It's the points. Mm-hmm. They can't win without the points. You know, that's the – he goes, you can run on me or throw on me all day. If I keep you out of the end zone, it doesn't matter. Yep. You're not going to win the game. Yeah, a and lot, that, that's you know was was his. You know, a lot of times, those great Belichick defenses with Brady and then the Patriots, and they were one of the top offenses in the league. They'd be last in in, in defense. Kansas with, City with, for a while yeah, there too, because you're up yeah. you're up 17 points. You're playing a prevent, and you point you know yards are coming, and and you know. They, you end up giving up 380, and you blew them out. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. That happens. Yeah, and that's okay. I think most teams, yeah. most coaches will take that. All right, let's get a couple other updates. Uh, Terrence Steele, what's up with him? Uh, neck injury. Um, I didn't see. I didn't honestly. I didn't listen to McCarthy today. So I didn't, if he mentioned him, I know he's got neck injury. I don't think it was that serious though. Yeah, I didn't. Limited. I did not ask about him at all at that thing. So I'll follow back up yeah, with that. I think. I think the guys that they're Hooker and Noah Brown are the yeah. guys that are. That's where I'm going next. Okay. What's what's up with the Hooker and hamstring for him not practicing two days in a row now. So that three headed monster might be closer to a, who plays back. Just thought of something. I just thought of something. Um, who if Hooker can't that? play, who's going to be your, your center fielder? Yeah, that, I would think that's probably Donovan Wilson more than it would be Curse. Yeah, because guessing, yeah. yeah, Donovan Wilson but would McQuamu be. could could yeah. factor into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that to me, this if you had to play with a deep guy, you're going to play more likely with Smith than you would because we've seen Smith in some in some games. I remember, uh, geez, it was early in the year. It might have been Cincinnati. They try a, they try a vertical nine route on the outside, and they and they got Brown squats I mean he stops and you see Smith come flying to to make up for the ground that the, the ball went down the sideline so I would say that he would be the one that would probably play deep for you okay and uh what are we hearing about Noah Brown uh he's supposed to work with the trainers today um and uh, at practice and so he's got a uh him hamstring for him I have to look I'm sorry this list was huge foot. I thought it was foot. a foot foot yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I don't. Yeah, the, the foot is probably way better than a hamstring for a receiver in this yeah. case. But uh, limited yesterday, and then he'll he's going to be limited today. So again, a lot of the things you can figure out is also moves that they make if they're adding people or any add to the practice squad or anything like that. So, um, and I said this yesterday about running back about they got to do something. This practice squad's got 87 players on it. Uh, Quadre Ellison, Allison, Quadre Allison, he's a running back on the practice squad. Could probably get elevated if yeah. Zeke doesn't play. Malik Davis moved up, Allison as well. That that could happen with you, Is that more for special teams, or is that just because you want well, to have more you, bodies? To have a third back. I mean, yeah. they, they bring up Davis. Once Rico yeah. Daddle was hurt, they brought up Davis every time. Uh, they might be – I mean, this will be Davis's third call-up, so they got to be careful with that yeah. if they want to keep him. Uh, they can't call him up anymore, so uh, we'll see we'll see what happens with him. But they do have another backup running back, Allison, and they got some receivers as well. Houston, Drummond, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So if they need for Noah Brown, they could do that. The thing about the with with Noah Brown though is he's like the stuff that he does on special teams. Yeah, he's really he's good. the personal protector on the punt team. You know, and that's a that's a big responsibility to count them out, get everybody set. The last thing you want to do is give up a block punt in these and, games. And you know who else has been that personal protector, and not this year, but in previous years, is Tony Pollard. Yeah, who was could be starting this game. Yeah, so, yeah. fossils, you know, got some. That that's the job of a special teams coordinator. You you've got you know moving parts all the time. Yeah, guys that you rely on sometimes yeah. may get called into a different role, and you're, you got to adapt. You're a AAA manager, is what yeah. you are. You, you you get these guys ready to go, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we're going to win a game." Like, no, he's moving up to the show. You're like, "Dang it!" And I got to figure another guy. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's what the special teams coordinators do. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll jump into <laughs> we'll jump into Chicago we defense. Whoa. We'll jump into Chicago defense versus the Dallas offense. Then when we come back, back DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? 
Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the break. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now, get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and join today. Welcome back. It is, what's wrong with you? Uh, you know, you get all the way to the end and then you mess it up like that. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, that guy's not working. You know, you were talking about probably because of me. Well, I mean, <laughs> I got what you just said. No, it works with you. I mean, I you tried to end the show of like five minutes ago. You're like, we appreciate you joining us after 17 minutes. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. No. All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into this. Uh, we're in the, wait, we're in the second segment of the break. This segment brought to you by blockchain.com. Yeah, blockchain doc. This show is off the rails today. All right, so let's let's jump in. Let's talk about the Cowboys uh, offense versus the Chicago defense. Brian, what's the best thing they do? Worst thing they do? I'll tell you what. The thing that I think that they do the best is they actually have guys that can get after the football. And I mean, to. they they've they've <laughs> yeah. they they trade away the one guy. But you know, he he had been struggling a little Sorry, bit though. Man. Yeah, he he has been, but he's playing a lot of snaps for them. I mean, he's been kind of an up and down player. Robert but Quinn. Robert Quinn. We'll see him on Christmas Eve. Is what we'll see Robert Quinn then. But uh, they do have Roquan Smith, who I think is a really, really good football player. And I know there was a lot of people talking about, will the Bears trade him? Is he a guy on the block and all that? And he doesn't play like a guy that wants to leave. He, he's, he's playing as hard as he can. He's an undersized linebacker that runs everywhere. And so, you know, you're going to have to deal with him. In uh, the secondary, though, I think this is a little bit of the strength of their team, though. This Jaquan Brisker is a safety that they got out of Penn State. It's kind of a ball hawk. It, you know, when you watch him play, he's a good tackler. Uh, he's around the ball. If you watch the Monday night game the other night, he had a high point interception. You know, he's that type of guy that you really you have to respect for a young guy. He sees the field really, really well, and is not afraid to tackle. If you're going to attack one of their cornerbacks, Jalen Johnson, number 33, is the guy I would go after. He's the second-year player that they had there. He plays a little bit more cautiously than I would like my corners to play. So you see him play off quite a bit, and then he's always driving on the ball, where on the other side, like Kyler Gordon, guys like that, are just, you know, they're driving on the ball. They're playing, uh, they're playing aggressively. They're playing press coverage. They're not afraid of that. So, you know, that's where I would keep an eye on, on, on Johnson. Also, too, if this Lamar Johnson or Lamar Jackson, number 23, is on the field, he's a guy that's had some problems in coverage as well. So there are some guys that you can attack in the secondary. Uh, you know, they, they, their offensive line did a really good job of getting after New England. And then I went back and watched the Minnesota game, uh, you know, and, and did another good job there. So it's, the front is not as good as what the Cowboys have played. But the linebacker, when you talk about Smith, Brisker, Gordon, they've got some guys. Eddie Jackson's another one, another safety on their team who plays as a free safety that's in on a lot of plays. So it's a, it's a defense they'll give up a little bit, but uh, but they do have some quality on the uh, with some of the players they have. 
Real quick, Nick, before you jump in, I wanted to throw out some stats. You remember yesterday I was talking about how the far opposite, they were? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the defense. They are third in passing yards allowed per game, giving yeah. up 180.3. So they don't give up much through no. the air. They are 30th in rush yards per game, giving up almost 150 yards per game on the ground. So once again, it is a feast or famine. They can stop the run. I mean, they can they can stop the pass. But the running game, you, well, can, you should be able to run against them. Again, based on their numbers of what they've yeah. done, they are they are a very soft run defense. Sometimes you run the ball so well that you don't throw it, and it makes them even Maybe. better. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so that I, I do. That, that's not a. That's not a. This, it's not the case. Yes, the running part of it is like I say. Roquan Smith has to make nearly every tackle. But the secondary, I think, is legitimate. Yeah. I, I really, really do. I think Brisker's a really good young player. Gordon's a rookie. He's a really good young, young player. You know, this Eddie Jackson's a good player, too. They've got legitimate cover guys. Yeah, they're only holding—I mean, they're, they're yeah. not getting more than 180 yards, and yeah. I know that, that game situations can, can dictate, dictate that sometimes. Yeah. But that, that still is a really good number. If they're holding teams 180 yards through the yeah. air, that's pretty significant through a seven-game season Absolutely. so far. Absolutely, yeah. Zeke's listening to the show right now because he's you know <laughs> relaxed and he's like wait wait a second what, what now huh? they're giving up how many yards a game right. he's like oh I'm out there yeah uh, Pollard no Pollard's like no no bro you sit no, this one out he looks bad <laughs> I'm gonna, man. all those guys that are in Ambar's mentions about me playing this week I'm all about that <laughs> no and then people are gonna come back and be like see that's why Tony Pollard should be running the ball yeah. all the time and great, it's like well day. hold yeah. up but that's also because the opponent you're facing mental health. <laughs> Do not look at mentions. Do not look at the mentions. It's it, it it will ruin you every single time. It will ruin you. Here's a question I have for you, Brian. The only top ten offense passing, um, top ten passing offense that they've played so far yeah. is Minnesota. Right. Uh, Minnesota lit them up for 312 passing yards. Minnesota can throw the ball. And my question becomes: Yeah. yeah. Have is this is this is there num are there numbers more a reflection of the fact that they have really haven't played other than Minnesota a good passing offense, it, it, or do you, you think they're really that good? No, no, I, I think they're good. But but Minnesota that was one of the games I watched, and I was and I was interested about that because I think Minnesota can throw the ball. We all know Minnesota yeah, can throw absolutely. the ball as long as Kirk Cousins doesn't play in prime time. They're fine. Kirk Cousins will lose you a game in prime time. But you play at noon on a Sunday, he's going to light you up for 300 and whatever yards. Yeah, yeah. But they've got legitimate receivers. They've got the, the offense, I think, Minnesota. And we'll talk about Minnesota here down the road. Weeks, yeah. But uh, I, I think the Three, thing with— 330 game, by the way. Yeah, 330 game. Yeah, Why are you there, like that? well, he just he just said. That oh, it's a night night oh no, yeah. If if, oh, yeah. if if he's going to play, if Kirk Cousins is going to play a a big time nationally televised game, you might as well just bet the house on whoever they're playing that day. Like Mari Cooper, home in a way. Type very, thing. very similar, yeah. very similar, very similar <laughs> kind of thing. But the thing, I, I, you, you're onto something. I do feel like that those guys. I watched these guys against against New England really closely, just because it was the last game. And you know, and and Bailey Zappi came in and had some success, and then all of a sudden after that, it was just boom. They shut that thing down. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got they they were able yeah. to get a little pressure. They were able to cover a little better on the back end. They could have wilted in that game on Monday night, and they yep. didn't. And I think that's the thing about it is, but if you talk to people around the league about this team, it's like, okay, show me you could play this way again. Show me you can show me you could play offense this way again. Show me the quarterback can have success this way. 
You know, he says that usually it's usually not one of those things that always travels that well. Yeah. You know, that you, you can be able to like start to put some of these things together, especially a team that struggled as much as they have on offense. You know, they, they didn't score any points, but their defense, I think their defense is the best part of the, you know, and Matt Eberflus, you got to remember this about Eberflus. There was a game and a time when this team went, Dak Prescott went to Indianapolis. Oh, it was yeah. one of the worst games that Dak Prescott had ever played. I think Never. it was a twenty-nine to nothing, twenty-six Some, to nothing game, and it just yeah completely shut Dak Prescott. And Matt Eberflus was the DC that mm-hmm. day, so maybe he has some ideas of how you attack uh, attack this uh, attack this Darius particular Leonard playing. For That's him. what I'm saying. But they now, have I mean, Roquan Smith, who's a similar, similar type. R- yeah, linebacker yeah. that could run. I mean, he's got a couple of sacks here and that, too. So. And that game, you know, we we mentioned that before about a game. Sometimes games are just stinkers. I mean, like they had, I think they had won six in a row, and then came back and won four or five after that. That mm-hmm. was a ten out of eleven stretch, it's and just the, the loss game, yeah. was a. I think it's twenty-two to nothing, yeah. and it was like we didn't think this was possible after with Amari and the and the offense now. So you're right, Eberflus, you know, he and he knew the personnel probably a little better than he than he knows it now, but um, still, he's got he's got some really good defensive players. Maybe not but, enough, but he's got some good ones. Montgomery, I know, flipping to the other side, but but their offense, I think, helps will help yeah. their defense uh, if they can run the ball. I mean, Montgomery had a had about an eight-yard run that's about as good as an eight-yard run as you can have. I don't know if you saw it, or I'm sure you did, but yeah. like you know, if you remember it, you know, he just hit in the backfield and it was spinning and churning, and then you're like, where is he? And then all of it's like, yeah. second and two, you yeah. know. that That's what can't happen in this game because that's what will keep Fields from being in, in long third and long situations. Because even at third and three, third and four, we saw it in third and 15, he got – Looked like he was going to get sacked and ended up running and getting yeah. the first down. Yeah. He yeah. is a big time runner now, yeah. but he's not faster than Micah, as Micah. Micah said, said that, yeah, he's not faster than me. Yeah, check out some of these numbers also on their defense. They are tops in the league when it comes to percentage of passes, percentage of dropbacks that they get pressure on. Yeah, um, and but here's the interesting thing: they're dead last in the league when it comes to percentage of plays that they actually blitz. So they're doing it with their front four. And they're only 20th in sacks. So they're not really getting home as much right. as you want them to, but they're certainly getting pressure. My question is, how much of that changes without Robert Quinn? You would think he's a big part. He only has one sack, but when it comes to pressures, he is a good pressure player. How much of that changes without him? No, I think it changes a lot because if you look at the, the players that they have you know, and, and, and you go through it, they're, they don't have that bell cow guy. They just don't have I mean, you know, that you look at, you know, Gibson and Blackston and Jones and Muhammad. I mean, they, it's that, you know, it's it's a kind of a group that's just, you know, very you, you watch them and it, you just don't get fired up about it. You don't you know, like say, oh, man, you had to deal with this guy, you know, Dominic Robinson and guys like that. I mean, they've got some young players. The thing about it is. Quinn's the one guy I worried about. Quinn going over and rushing and 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 seeing and having the opportunity over Tyler Smith mm-hmm. because Quinn is so he's the kind of guy that gives Tyler Smith a little bit of the problem because of how slippery you know a veteran guy low shoulder don't you know if if Smith misses with his hands now it turns into he's out of sorts and Quinn was that kind of guy. Quinn makes you miss. And I, that was the one thing I was worried about. I'm like going, I think Steele might be okay, but if you flip it on the other side, I man, the thing about I, I was worried about Tyler Smith taking on Robert Quinn over there. I yeah. really, really was. You know, another thing too, when you're looking at the Zeke Pollard thing and on playing in the game, and we mentioned this before, 
you know, just because Zeke gets 12 carries in the game doesn't mean that he had 12 collisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he he's a guy that that picks up the blitz and and he's out there a lot. And if Pollard has to do that more, that's more collisions for him. Um, is Malik Davis going to be out there? And if so, what's his awareness look like? So, you know, we, we say it all the time. It's not just about who's making the flashy runs you see on SportsCenter. It's about all of the dirty work that comes with being the top running back. And so um, it's a big challenge for Pollard. If he's going to do that, and he's willing, but he's going to have to do it and do it with success. Uh, if not, then they might have to put Malik Davis out there and then – you know, we've seen what happens when rookies maybe think it's this way and then it's this way and your quarterback's running for his life. So um, that that's a big part of it, too. Well, and Nick makes a great point because what happens is running backs know how offensive linemen block. You do not want to get in the way of a tackle when he's trying – say you're trying to chip a guy and all of a sudden you hit the tackle in the back and now he's thrown off because he's dealing with a guy because you don't know where you need to fit. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things that Pollard and Zeke understand because they played games with these these offensive linemen. Now, you know, there's been some times where Smith has got some work in the preseason with some of the guys and stuff, but not to the point where he's about to see on on Sunday afternoon. Right. Yep. All right, we're gonna take our final break. We'll come back, talk a little bit more about the Cowboys offense. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back to the break. Multi-Grammy award-winning global superstar Ed Sheeran comes to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, May 6th to kick off his 2023 Mathematics Tour. Sharon will be accompanied by special guests. Find out later. Get your tickets today at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, let's get to some questions. Uh, a few more questions on the Cowboys offense. Actually, this question comes from one of the, our listeners, G in Jersey. He says, what serious adjustments does do you, would you, do you guys suggest the offense coordinator make in order to compete down the road against future opponents? If you could look at this offense and say, is this one thing that the coordinator could do different or one area that they could improve in, that would make the biggest difference. I wish he could scheme his receivers open more on specific – and I'm not just talking about third down plays or stuff like that. I wish there was some stuff on first downs where we see some a little bit more of – if it's bunch or twins, whatever you want to do, but like – you know, routes that, like, free guys up. I mean, the, the league sometimes will call penalties if you pass interfere. And then a lot of times they'll just let it go. I'd like to see more opportunity where you have combination routes where all of a sudden guys are just wide open. It's just because – and, you know, the other the other day uh, – gosh, who was it that ran a route that was uh, – it was my, it was the it was the Rams game, I believe it was. But, you know, the, you have a receiver – oh, I know it was the Eagles game – you have receivers. It was Smith from the Eagles. They run a they run a combination route where he picks all the way across the field, and now you got guys running wide open, and you're like going. But he made it look like it was a route. He went straight up the field, and now we have a collision with mm-hmm. Anthony Brown and and Jordan Lewis and all those guys. But then you got a guy running scot free, and it's an easy throw, and now it's a big play. But that's to me. I just like to see them take these receivers that I know that have talent. And free them up a little more. Don't 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 just say okay, you have to run this, or you have to do things where you can maybe coordinate where they're just get them wide open, not just you know not just a little bit open. Get them wide open mm-hmm. is what I was looking at. I'd like to see him get Turpin involved. I think he's a dynamic player that that can stretch the field uh, both vertically, but also. Horizontally, I think you got 53 yards to work with, and I think he's a guy that could run crossing routes. He can do reverses, fake reverses, whatever. He's just got that dynamic ability in the open field. He has so few opportunities this year, and yet he still, if you go to YouTube, he's got a highlight package. He's got about eight, nine plays that he's got this year, and he doesn't get the ball very much. Why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think that at this point they haven't figured out how to get him more involved in the offense? There could be a couple of reasons. Can I throw be... a, a can I throw a thought out there on this? Yeah. I think you have a wide receiver coach that wants to play with bigger guys. Yeah. I mean, I, and I understand. I, and that, that don't please don't kill the messenger. No, here. I know. It's just you know, I mean, it's the it's the situation where you get a guy. It's like, and they and they ran a preseason. They ran a bunch formation with him, mm-hmm. scattered it, and he shot through the middle, and he was separated. And it and yeah. Cooper Cooper Rush got hit in the back and kind of threw the ball into the line, and it it was going to be a touchdown. I mean, it was a designed throw that was going to be a touchdown, and you're thinking. Wow, they saw that in the preseason. Why is that? Some, why can't we bring that one back for another day? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I believe I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see what you want to see 
after the bye, bye week. Yeah. After the bye. Because what because happens? Of the self scout. Yeah, the okay. self scout stuff. Yeah. These coaches will sit down. You know, because of league rules, you can't practice. You got to give players days off. They're going to be gone. What a coach is going to do? They're going to sit around and they're going to go, "Hey, let's self scout this thing." What is the something that we haven't done in the first half of the season that we can break out now against the Packers, the Vikings, you know, yeah. these games against the AFC South mm-hmm. or Philadelphia? What are these? What can we do that's. And, and, and to you, Turpin is a great example of that. You know, hey, they haven't seen this. We haven't shown that. We ha- you know, that's where I think after the bye, you're going to get your wish mm-hmm. because these, I think you could feel like you could beat Detroit, hopefully beat Chicago. And then you're going to need some big plays in some of these other games against Minnesota and Green Bay, I think. I hope that they actually do that because the very few times that they have put Turpin out there on offense, they don't utilize him for anything. It's just like literally a waste of an extra body out there on the field because even for blocking situation, I mean, he can't be blocking anybody. He's so small. So I'm I'm with you on just kind of a combination of what you two said. One, just finding new creative ways to do things and utilizing the different types of weapons and talent that you do have. And then how do you free up the receivers? I mean, last week we saw different times where they were double coverage, Mm. triple coverage, Mm. the ball wasn't getting there, and that's a problem. And yesterday I was watching... James Washington, and I know he's he's working his way back. He was out there practicing, and I watch him, and I'm just like, even with him coming back, I don't think that's the answer for this whole wide receiver group. I'm not – and that's not a knock on him or anything, but he's just physically not the type of receiver I like or prefer or want to have on the team. He's kind of more like a bulky guy. I would like someone that's lengthier, longer, that feels lighter when they run. He just seems so heavy, and and he's working hard. And, and we haven't necessarily seen him yet in the offense, so I hope he, he when he is ready to come back, he's able to bring something. But right now, it's just nothing unless they make no. some kind of trade, no. which could happen because yeah. next week – Tuesday, next Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday. Okay, there's still time for some kind of trade, but I I just see it very unlikely. No, I I think you gave a good scouting report about him. Also, maybe they're in a situation where Bones Fossil is like, listen, don't hurt my (laughs) punt returner. And by the way, he is he is providing something. (laughs) Don't hurt my kick returner. Yeah, Yeah. true. You know, I mean, how many times they're doing the flip? Do you guys? Did you guys see the flip? Oh, the back flip is the best. Yeah, heard about it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. the end of the game, they go Landry shift and he backflips, and Zeke turns around because he knows (laughs) it's about to happen. But yeah, that's the thing about it is though that you know maybe that Bones Fossil is looking at the situation. We how many times Nick have we when I was with you guys at DallasCowboys.com that we had that discussion about. Well, put put CD back there and return punts. Put Dez back there and return right. punts. Put and then you're like, okay, the minute that one of those guys gets hurt, put Diggs back there. Let yeah. him return punts. And, and the minute he breaks him, yeah. his ankle, then you're going to look at me and go, what were you thinking when you wanted to put your best player back there to return punts? And there yeah. might be a thing where Bones Fossil is like, listen, you hurt him. I've got nobody else yeah. that can mm-hmm. do it as dynamically as that kid does. Yeah, and he provides. A spark like their games, that Philly game, like they yeah. needed that in the moment they yeah. got a big return yeah. from. It. And there are going to be games like that this year when you play good good opponents, where you might need that spark from special teams. And if you don't have him, you don't have it. That Detroit punter hammered the ball, and he brought it back fifty four yards. Yep. Yeah. He took a punt that was hammered mm-hmm. and brought it back to where it was like, ha ha, 
No way. <laughs> not today, Fox. You're not putting that ball 60 yards because I'm going to bring it back 54. You know. And he's so upset by it too. Like yeah. he, he's like he's, he's just, one. Yeah. He's. I mean, yeah. he's one thing away from you know one guy away from doing it. But you keep bringing the ball back. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people in the league like you know there's pro guys of these teams now that are going. What do we not like about this kid? Right. Why? Why are? Why do they have him? And we're sitting here mm-hmm. returning the ball for three yards a, a punt. You know why? And you know that's a that's a good question there, sir. And I probably won't have a job tomorrow because I can't get a guy <laughs> like that. You know. I mean, I give the scouting department credit for it. They 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 looked at the US, USFL and they yeah. said. He's the one guy we like the best, yeah. and you know we think we can we we can get him. He's a Texas kid, Fort Worth kid, you know, and uh, played at TCU, and we think we can get him. And but here's another thing about it: a lot of I'd times, wear his jersey if I could. Yeah, I would. He'd be a player. I'd wear his jersey. Well, I bet you there's a few out there you yeah. can just rip the back off of uh, Romo and <laughs> in. take the name right off. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I think a lot of times when you get a guy like that. Uh, one of the questions could be he's not ready mentally to do all of the things on an offense. However, in this case, he came into camp midway through camp or early into camp, and he was doing things on offense very yeah, early. Caught five in balls yeah. in a seven-on-seven yeah. and like four so, of the passes so from I, Dak. Yeah. Right. I he, he got himself involved in the offense. I think he could definitely do it. I think there's plays for him out there. Uh, maybe they're saving it for something. Yeah. Well, that's all you can hope for, I guess, at this point. Is they're going to do it at some point. Go ahead, Amber. Playoffs? Save it for oh. playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, but I, I think you're going to get your wish. At some point, you got to start doing yeah. it. Yeah, do I think, right, yeah, I think you're going to get your wish after the, after after the bye. We'll yeah, go. that's when they Green sit back. They sit down. Right. Yeah, Lucky Whitehead helped you. I told you about that yeah. play, a jet sweep he ran, and it, it got you a win at Green Bay. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll wrap this thing up. We'll tell you what's going to happen this weekend. We'll give our predictions. For Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!